Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade, sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete. Yep. This is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. I'm trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20 and 0, 19 and 0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20 and 0. Yeah, 20 and 0 made sense. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, you've got myself, Neil, here this evening and I'm joined by Tomo. Tomo, how you doing, man? Yeah, very good, you? I'm grand, thank you for asking. Tomo, it's football season! It's I know, finally, season. finally! I have watched so little of the pre-season. I know Duncan tried to stay up for like a half or something, didn't he? It, well, um, myself and Duncan both did a half of a oh, game. did you? Okay. I did half of the first game and he did half of the second game. I did zero percent of all four, uh, three games three, of all three, three games. Yeah, three. Sorry, and um, I kind of did like a watching forty, but I only watched twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah. In fairness, you've had your excuses, which we'll come to in a yes. little while. <laughs> um, so this coming Sunday, then, have you got any plans? We're at a nine twenty-five kickoff here, which is my favourite kickoff time. Because I can get the kids to bed, and mm. you're not up half the night as well. Uh, so, have you got any pre-game plans? Any routines for this uh, week? No, so I don't, I've, obviously don't have to worry about kids. But I have work on Sunday until six. Well, yeah, six. Let's say six in case my um, in case the boss listens. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely stay till six. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so a six o'clock start wouldn't have been good. So yeah, I'm actually buzzing um, that they haven't like they haven't put us on a Sunday night or anything like that, which would have been a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, perfect time for us. Um, so no, no real plans. I'm just gonna get back from work at six, which will be great because then I can kind of eat dinner and dip into kind of like the early round of games, and yeah. then obviously be peak form ready for the. Uh, Ready for the kickoff at night. Are you a red zone man then? Are you? No. I, so I was chatting. You're to, not. No. So I was chatting to a guy at um, a guy at work who absolutely raves about about red zone, and I, I don't know. I, like, I prefer to watch. I, I'll find a storyline that I'm really interested in, and then kind of follow that game. I I, I prefer to watch games, like get a feel for the games rather than yes. just the bits that they show because. I, I find it hard to to kind of follow red zone, red zone sometimes because you feel like you've gone like 45 minutes without hearing from one of the games sometimes yeah. or maybe that's the few times I've watched it. Um, I think I, with red zone, it's probably from the days where I used to try and watch the Chiefs on red zone. It used to infuriate me because I was <laughs> finally forked out for Game Pass, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, yeah, I can understand that because I find with the early games... You just don't see enough of any of the games to get a feel of how they're going. But I, I like Red Zone for the 9.25 games because you've probably only got about three games on. Mm. And you get to see quite a large chunk of each of those games. So I, for the later games, I'm a big fan of Red Zone. For the earlier games, not so much. But it's not going to be an issue this year. Like We're going to be on primetime or live on TV, I'd say, a good nine or ten times mm. at least. Um, yeah, I, that's the thing that's really frustrating. I think I think that we're on Sky, aren't we? Yes, weekend, we are. This which Sunday, yeah. does my head in because I think if you pay, you blacked out on Game Pass. Yeah, I just think if you pay for a subscription through, it's it's fine for me now because I, I have access to the game on the TV through Sky. But I just I just think 
if you've paid for a subscription for a game pass, I think it's just bad form. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't really understand the rules either. I don't know if it's coming from Sky that they want it yes. blacked out. Is it Sky specifically? Like, uh, I believe it is. Yes. Do they are they losing money from people? Yeah, because people have watched it on Game Pass rather yeah, but, than watching it on Sky. And but what difference does that make if they've got a subscription? Advertising money. I can't see. Maybe, maybe. It's, it's all about money. Know, yeah, Somewhere course, down the line, yeah, it's all course. about money. Of course, it's just it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Like I remember, like a couple of years ago, when I didn't have Sky or access to Sky, I should say, because I used a little Sky Go login deal that my yeah, dad's got. You used so, my Sky Go. Login, I did use yours yeah. for a year, actually. I've <laughs> yes, got. I, uh, you did. I appreciate that. I, and um, then I ditched Sky, so then you got I, you lost that. I um. Well, do you know what? My dad got it shortly after, so. I ended. I think I used yours for most of that season. Then my dad got it, so I had access to that. So it's, I'm kind of quite lucky. But I do feel bad for the for the people that can't because they've paid quite. It's quite expensive, and it's not tiered in in any way. Like if your team's on prime time, you pay the same as someone who's yeah. watching the Jags every week on yeah. Game Pass who are in the early window or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'd used to have to try and watch it on like the iPad or something or find a stream. It's just. I don't know. I think if you just pay for it, it's frustrating. But um, yeah. Plus, I mean, of course, with the prime time games, it's they tend to be at stupid o'clock in the morning. So, yes. I which I think I'm going to get. Six of those, haven't we? I think even is it is it week two that we're yeah we're Ravens in, Ravens I, I'm in week not two is be able, definitely not going to be able to stay up for that with work. So that's what I tend to do on those days is turn all my notifications off and then watch it when I get home from work because I'm on the early, so I'll be home by like two. So I'll watch okay. it. I usually watch it then, but the problem with that is you're just really tempted to just you get nervous. You just end up like fast forwarding through, yeah. so it's not as enjoyable. I, I, they are the best and the worst games those prime time ones because if you can stay up and you've got nothing the next day, that is amazing because it feels naughty to be awake at two a.m. <laughs> watching sports. But it's, yeah, the, yeah, it's absolutely you. the best. If you've got, no, I mean, probably not for you when you've got kids and stuff wake you up, whereas I can sleep in on those. Yeah, they'll be awake at seven but no matter what. If you've got work the next time, yeah. doesn't matter what time I go to bed, it, they will be awake at seven, end of discussion. Yeah, whereas like the the ones where you're got work the next day and you can't watch them, they suck. But if you can stay up from them, they're freaking unreal, those games are. I had to laugh when the Super Bowl was on and I was doing the thing on Radio 2 and mm. the DJ was saying, oh, you know, how, how are you finding this staying up late? And I'm like, this is an early game for us yeah. because we keep doing the 20 past one kickoff. So like half 11 is fine. I'm yeah. No problem with that. I'm really intrigued this year as well because I've got I've got my fiance into it. So she um, she had she in the Super Bowl, she was impressed by Mahomes, but she thought he was too um like almost too popular, everyone's got a Mahomes shirt. So she yeah. wanted someone different, and she landed on Kelsey. So okay. I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and she's shown a bit more interest this year, so I'm intrigued to see how long she makes it into the game on Sunday night. I'm... Is she planning on sitting down and watching it with you? I think she'll be in the same room on a phone, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair I enough. think that's the sort of... But we'll see. I'm, I'm I think that's intrigued. probably the arrangement we'll have here as well, because my wife will watch it, um and she, i mean she's been to games with me before so mm. um she certainly knows what's going on um, yeah but she's i doubt she'll stay up for the whole thing yeah but, uh, sam, I sam's, if she watched. sam's more into american football than 
than like English football. Like English football, she she just I think she hates the noise more than if it's the crowd noise that she hates. But she won't sit down and watch English football. But the American football, she hangs around a bit. So I think she quite enjoys that. Like, um, I think we're both quite intrigued by American culture as well. So yeah. it's always interesting, and their uh, their adverts are decent as well. <laughs> Some yeah. of them burgers on those adverts. Jeez, they look good. American food in general oh, on adverts just looks good, man. Yeah. I mean, even the crappy restaurants still advertise their food well. Yeah, some of the, some of those burgers are like triple burgers with bacon and barbecue sauce yeah, dripping yeah, off them. Yeah. Just like, where oh, do man, I get one of those, hungry. man? Yeah, like, you make me hungry. They are good. <laughs> You've not been to the States, have you? No. Uh, well, I mean... I have when I was two, but I can't count that really as a as an experience. No, no, I'm um, not counting that. No, it's something I desperately want to do. Um, Sam used to go every every four or five years. She used to go to Disney World with yeah, her family. Florida, um, yeah. So she questioned me after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. She saw a picture of Patrick Mahomes at Disney World, and she was like, "Why didn't?" Why didn't you tell me my home's gonna be? <laughs> because I didn't know that. I, like, like I hoped, but I was like, I didn't want to jinx that we were gonna win the win the Super Bowl. And I was like, what would we have gone out there? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no probably not. No, we got more. We got to pay for a wedding first, and then hopefully, honeymoon. We'll be able to get ahead. out there at some time. Yeah, that might be a hard sell. Well, um, you know, getting to see places she hasn't been before, you know. Mm. Do a road trip or something. I'm always a big yeah. Fan I don't of know. If, trips. I don't know if Missouri's known for its beaches. <laughs> which There's think, not too many no, of them in Missouri. No, no. Uh, which is high on the priority list, I think, for a honeymoon. So we'll have to see on that one. But no. Nah, but you see, what I, you can, I, I, what you I've could do there, said, right? Go on, go on. I, I will sell this to you then. Is you go to LA first, spend a week down on the beaches in LA, maybe catch a game if the Chiefs are playing there. And then you come back through Kansas City, because, hey, it's on the way home. Um, and then you can catch a game at Arrowhead and then head back home. And she gets her week at the beach and you get your game in at Arrowhead and possibly, <laughs> was it SoFi Stadium yeah. in L.A.? Um, well, this everyone's thing, happy. Though. We've got some, I mean, apart from Denver, we've got some good locations, haven't we? Because, I mean, Vegas isn't, I mean, the worst location <laughs> either. Vegas is uh, nuts. <coughs> yeah, so nuts. there's an opportunity there. Um, maybe it's something I think I've already... It's on the bucket list to go and watch Mahomes play in Arrowhead, like in his career. Um, yeah. So hopefully we've got plenty of time to do uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I've got a couple of years uh, to stretch yeah, on that. We, sh- we should be all right for that one, hopefully. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get back. I must say. It. Yeah. Um, but COVID permitting, obviously, we'll see. Of course. See where that <laughs> brings us in the next year or so. But you, you, because Arrowhead's fully open, isn't it? They're expecting eighty thousand at the weekend. Yeah, well, this so this is the other thing that's going to be really interesting is how um, home field advantage plays out because obviously Arrowhead's renowned for being um, having a really good home field advantage, and I'm I'm hoping that's going to play a big part this year because you know Herbert had had a really good season last year, but he hasn't played in front of a, 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 any fans. So well, far, he might have played have one another at the half end of the season, season when they're playing at home in front of well, yeah, fans. true, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but how's he going to cope in Arrowhead? You know, it's easy to do yeah, it. Good point. Easy to do it in a, in a deadly silent stadium. But if he can try and, you know, he's going to have. It's a whole new element to his game that he's going to have to overcome as well. So, it's it's going to be interesting. Week, week three as well. Yeah, week three, like, our Newcastle meetup. Is that at Arrowhead? 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. See, so that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting game as well. And um, the Chargers probably won't have half their team out by then. Yeah, <laughs> really injured reserve will be stuffed full of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so this week we have got the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I was actually doing some research this morning. Um, I was reading the Browns version of Arrowhead Pride. And I'm just going to try and find the quote because I thought this was genuinely mind-blowing quote. Um, it says, Last year in the playoffs, the Browns had their chances to defeat the best of the conference and perhaps should have. Questionable opinion there. In the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers showed the remainder of the AFC how to defeat the Chiefs. Back up a bit, and in week five, the Las Vegas Raiders exposed the Chiefs and beat them down 40-32. to 32. All the Bucks did was rewind the tape and duplicate what the Raiders displayed. What? <laughs> eh? I mean, um, that's questionable, the, tapes, because about three weeks tapes. before, we, in about three weeks before, we played the Bucks um, in that stadium, and we torched them. Yeah. Like, that... Everyone thinks that game was tight. It really wasn't. That we battered them in the first half, and the game was done. And they well, came like, back into the game at the end, and it was close or whatever. It, it we really, really wasn't. Twenty-one down. nothing up in the first quarter or something. Yeah, like and like that. And they, I think there's a game they played man and Tyreek torched them, and oh, they learned, had, they learned from that in the Super Bowl. But, didn't he have two hundred yards in the first quarter? I'm well, that's what I mean. And it, it's it's such a myth that uh, that that's the way to get to the Chiefs because. We had something that resembled an O-line in that game. And he put up, like you say, 200 in the first half. It might even have been the first quarter and a half. I think it was the first It was the first quarter, I think. Which is just ludicrous. So it, it's absolutely waffle. Because the Bucks had the exact same defensive line. It, it's, it's, the notion is just ridiculous. And I read one earlier. I... I and it was it wasn't even Browns based. It was like how the how the Browns will beat the Chiefs on Sunday, and it said the run game. And I just turned it. It's just it's just stupid. If you run against the Chiefs and have a good pass rush, apparently you beat the Chiefs. So by that logic, half the league should be able to beat us. It's just it's such waffle. It really is. It, it's it's people who don't watch the Chiefs week in week out. And only see the kind of like the headlines from the losses. Like the the Raiders beat us because they turned it into a shootout and they took deep shots and connected on them. And they tried to do the same thing in the second game, and it didn't quite come off for them. He didn't, Carr didn't get those deep shots. Um, and we literally weren't prepared for for what they brought to the table that day. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Super Bowl, like, well, if your blueprint is for us to have four offensive linemen missing, and like the one, the one offensive lineman who's healthy is playing in the wrong position. That's not really something I'd want to be banking on as my blueprint for beating the Chiefs. Like, mm. I, I, I go back to, and I've said this a number of times on podcasts. You have to turn it into a shootout. There is no other reliable way, and that, that isn't a particularly reliable way, but it's your best chance. You've got to mm. do everything you can to score thirty plus. If that means going for it on fourth down multiple times, if it means not punting in beyond your own 40, fine, mm. do it. And you might well lose, but I'll tell you what, if you don't do it, you're almost certainly going to lose. You're definitely going <laughs> to lose. Because when was the last time we got held to, I don't know, 
under 15 points in a game. Well, if we take the Super Bowl out of it. Well, yeah, I, but I literally I don't count that game because it, there's there's just it, any team in the league could have done what the Bucks did on defense against that offensive line. Yeah. Any half decent serviceable pass rush would have done the exact same thing. So the only time we scored less than twenty last season was against the Atlanta Falcons, and we beat them seventeen fourteen. Um, Which isn't was... a very impressive result. <laughs> no, it was. Well, I don't think it's a particularly. I can't remember that game to be honest. I'd... The previous season, we only scored less than twenty once. When well, we've we'd talked lost about it 30. loads of times. You've you've got to score. 30 plus. 30 you've got to look to score 30 definitely and that's and that's to be in the game in the fourth quarter I'd say yeah so that's what the Browns need to do so with uh, Baker Mayfield as your quarterback would you have any faith like you're not going to run the ball for 30 points I think this game will be close until midway through the third quarter and then we'll pull away because yeah. the second we make this game a situation where we don't have to be scared about them running. Or, do you know what? If they pop off eight yards here, it don't really matter. Like, it's not quick enough. Those sort... You know, you're you're up maybe ten in the yeah. third quarter. And an eight-yard run here and there doesn't really hurt you because the clock's ticking. Yeah. We get the ball back. We're going to score again. Like... The second it becomes into a game where it starts to pull away like that and they have to pass, that's when this becomes an interesting game. Because I don't I I can't see that Baker Mayfield's gonna be able to sit there and dissect the defense in, in like a gun formation. No. I think if he's under centre, handing it off to Chubb, play action passes to Odell and and who's another interesting like storyline for this game. Um Maybe it's an interesting game for two and a half quarters. I I, I really see that we'll just pull off event uh, pull away eventually. I could see there might be the first the first half or so. I could see the Chiefs turning to the run game slightly, a bit like they did against the Texans in the first game of the last season, yeah. where we had assembly and you just kind of like try and get everyone calmed down and into the season, um, try and show off the offensive line a bit, try and you know just feel our way into the season and then by the third quarter I think Mahomes will be warmed up and firing on all cylinders the Browns are 0-15-1 in their last 16 season openers hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that because they've been historically bad and I don't think they're the same team they were four years ago so I mean they're yes, a playoff team now so I think I think that's just one of those stats that's that's out there and it's it's a stat, but I, I don't think they're going to be going into it going, we've got no chance here because we've never won a season opener. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going to be a good game. I, I like. I just I, I think the Chiefs will pull away mid-third quarter and end I'm up just, probably 10-point winners. The, well, the Chiefs are, because uh, I've got Paddy Powers over here, Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favourites. Mm. So you're saying we cover the spread? I'd say we cover the spread, yeah. And the game points is over under at fifty four and a half. That's expecting quite a high scoring game. Yeah, then. I'd say maybe. I think it's. I'd say under. I'd go 
Yeah, I think I I'd probably like, would as well. I, I'm feeling like a 27-20 or a 30-20 game. Yeah, I, I could buy into that. I could buy into So that's that, my definitely. score prediction before you ask later. Jesus, <laughs> now you've ruined the end of the day. <laughs> so I suppose there are some factors which come into play for the Chiefs. Yes. Um, one being Tyrion Machu and his status. Because mm. obviously he makes a massive difference. If they are yeah. going to be... Well, I mean, the Browns, Browns offense, if you look at the players not named Baker Mayfield, Chubb's a good running back. Kareem Hunt we know all about. Mm. Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry's a useful receiver. Donovan Peoples-Jones looks like he has potential. Hooper's a decent tight end. Like they've they've not got bad players on offense there. So, no. like if we lose Terry Matthew to COVID, then it's 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 the blitz game. It's all the different things you're gonna like. I think they feel comfortable blitzing Sneed when they know they've got Tyron Matthew behind yep. them as well. And I think yep. that's going to take him out. I think like you you're going to have a starting. You imagine that means the starting safeties are what Fornhill and Sorensen. Sorensen, yeah. yes. Then, yep. And then you're going to be looking at Ward, Sneed, and I'm I think Mike Hughes, Hughes. has won the, yeah, the slot Hughes battle, has hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then you've got Willie Gay out as well, so that means Nick Bolton's probably going to be playing, or if not, it's going to be Ben Neiman. So that's <laughs> either or. I don't know who's. I, I don't know enough about Nick Bolton so far to know whether he is ahead of Ben Neiman in that sort of. Uh, I think they'll chart probably role. both see time. I would imagine. Yeah. So it's not looking not looking unbelievable. Is do we know if Frank Clark's playing? Um, there's nothing on the depth chart to say that he's injured. But he's not facing a suspension. Actually, he's, quest- he's listed... Yeah, I'm looking at ESPN. He had some time off, didn't he? And then, like, yeah, he's listed as the... questionable here. And I don't think we've heard anything of the league in terms of suspensions for carrying a gun in a, mis- in a Lamborghini. I, so. I don't think there's going to be anything no, about that. All right, so, so the pass rush is still there the pass rush is going to have to be good this year like we're yes. going to need the pass rush to be good especially if Tyron Matthews out the, the thing that I worry about is is that he organises a lot so you know first game of the season where there might be some confusion there uh, he's the guy you want there but yeah I don't, well, I, I'm uh, not Andy Reid in his quotes uh, said that uh, Matthew is still in the protocol we'll just have to weigh that out and see where he's at I mean, we'll know more as we go on, which is the most Andy Reid answer you will ever mm. get to any question. Yeah, so you can't take anything from that. But from my understanding of the situation, he's obviously tested positive, he's double vaccinated, which means yes. if he has two negative tests in a row in two in two 24 days, hours? Well, I think he has to have... Yeah, so I imagine that's that's like today and tomorrow, he can join back on Friday. Um, he can rejoin the team. So what we don't know is whether he has had a negative test Tuesday and they're waiting to find out if he's got negative today so he can join tomorrow. Um, I don't know whether he's had a negative today and then he has to get one Thursday and then he can join Friday. We obviously just don't know. He might still be testing positive, in which case he's going to have to test uh, negative Thursday, Friday, and he could join the team Saturday. And is he ready to play at that point? You wonder how his symptoms are. I think we'll we'll talk well, about a little he said bit about he was asymptomatic, now. but did they? All right. I don't. Obviously, I don't know whether he he'd tell people if he was if he had symptoms. Or, I don't think I'd be releasing or, that information. Or what? I don't. I, I mean, for a professional athlete, I don't think you give away. I don't you give away your hand really. You don't. No. 
I don't know what advantage teams can get from that, but I, I still don't think you... I think those alpha males ain't going to show any sort of perceived weakness. No. So, so you have... Or are in the process of recovering from COVID yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you fancy playing a game this weekend, having no. had COVID? No. So I had COVID, what... Um, where are we looking now? So mid-August, I went on a stag do and came back from Liverpool with COVID. And I was the illest I've ever been in my life for about three days. And and I'm saying that very, very aware that people have had it a lot, lot worse than I had it, which is, is scary. That's scary in itself, having, right? Yeah, yeah, having gone through. I, I was obviously never in danger of having to go to hospital or anything. But in terms of genuine illnesses, that's the illest I've ever felt. And to think that people have had it worse than that is scary. Um, I was that I was like that for three days. And then I was, like I said to you before, the second illest I've ever been in my life for the following <laughs> four days. Um, and then I just had the cough, which I've still got now, like nearly a month later. I still can't taste or eat anything. And that's not even that bad of symptoms really considering like i'm very aware of how much worse it could have been etc etc um i was singly vaccinated due to have my second one which now i can't have for over a month or something um but in terms of i literally still can't go back to the gym there's no way like i can't i tired i'm still tired doing things which seems ridiculous and like if i i said to neil earlier like if I've been, I haven't been at work today. But if I'd have been at work, I'd be coughing so much this evening. So I can't seem to get rid of the cough. But I mean, if he's asymptomatic, I guess that's great. I don't, I don't yes. know. In terms of being asymptomatic, I'm not sure if that still has an impact on you. He hasn't got symptoms, but is it still having an impact on his body? Do you know what I mean? Like in you, terms you would of imagine it's still having an impact and, on his body. Yeah, fatigue would be like the one I would that, think. Yeah. So that's my question to do with it. Because I can tell you now, I I couldn't play a football game tonight or Sunday or and I'm over a month later now. He's yeah. he's in <laughs> slightly better physical condition than I'm in. So a little, a little. maybe he um maybe he's able to recover from it quicker and hopefully and hopefully he's got no symptoms, he's absolutely fine. But I mean I, I don't think he's looking good for Sunday, to be honest. No. I really don't. I think we're gonna have to expect not to see him this weekend i think it's too soon like do you know what take everything out of it having not practiced and coming into thursday i just don't see a world in which he can play anyway i mean he's tyron matthew so he's been in the system there's all this and maybe he can just walk straight in and be fine but it's an open game of the season generally they need to practice one day like if you get to friday Mm. and they're still haven't practiced forget about it yeah, so I was listening to um, the guys on um, Arrowhead Pride. Is it? Oh, give me to it. It's Jeff Allen and is it Mike? De- uh, Mike Devito. Devito. Yes. Yeah, Devito. Yeah. I'm glad I got that right because um, their podcast is awesome um, and they give a really good players' perspective. I was listening to those guys today and they're saying how preparing for week one, and I believe they said I don't know if it's still the same that they have they had Tuesday off on a normal week, so Wednesday is uh, they were saying from their perspective in their skill position so i don't know what that would be for for safeties or whatever i mean tyron matthews everything so you'd imagine that he'd need 
well, I don't know. You just don't know. But like, you'd imagine he could do with being back by tomorrow to be ready for Sunday, at the minimum. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be interesting. I I I think I'm kind of preparing myself to be without Tyron Matthew for week one, to be honest, which is scary when you haven't got haven't got him, and then you know they're gonna. I think they're gonna take some shots the Browns. Javarius Ward likes to hold, so mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, suddenly, I'm, you're talking me into the over on that 54 and a half points all of a sudden. Because yeah, if Matthew doesn't play, I can see a world where they're starting to get close to 30 points. Yeah, I think like I said, we're gonna need the we're gonna need the pass rush, and I think I think guys like I think guys like Frank Clark need to need to feel like we need him to step up now, like. In the playoffs, and yeah, which we've talked about before the podcast. We haven't, I don't feel like we've got enough in the regular season for what we're paying him, but yeah. I know people say if he's doing it in the playoffs, he's doing it in the playoffs. But we've also got Chris Jones, who um, in the 20 minutes of game pass footage of pre season that I watched looked very good. He's and an um, animal, Absolute yeah, animal. Are you slightly worried that if he's good, have we wasted him a little bit <laughs> defensive tackle? Um, if he goes out there and 16, 17 sacks this season, something stupid, have we wasted him a little bit, a defensive tackle? No, because he's a really good defensive tackle as well. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, and and <laughs> me. we didn't have we didn't have the options then that we did now. Like Reed makes a difference because Reed and Nardi is decent, kind of run stuff in first down kind of thing. And I, I like Wharton and Saunders as a fresh set of lungs. Mm. So you you can move him out of there without too much detriment. And then if you want to, you can mess around with who goes where. And, you know, if you want to put him back in there, then, yeah, put him back in there. You know, that he's going to be... Uh, I mean, I just said Terry Matthew, defensive weapon. Chris Jones is going to be a defensive line weapon. You know, you're going to mm. see him all over the place. Um and he's going to create opportunities for the others as well. So I, I don't think it matters too much mm. whether he's defensive end or defensive tackle. Um, he's going to cause teams problems this year. From what I've seen in the preseason, like he, he was really, really good last year and he's elevated his game this year. Yeah. It's so crazy that we can have a podcast and talk about like some of the best players in the NFL. <laughs> he talked about Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, and we haven't even got started on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill yet this podcast. Yeah. And it's just it's a whole different world to the Chiefs that you could have been watching fifteen years ago. You know, like it's the turnaround is, is just absolutely incredible and it's it's really exciting that we're only gonna have four of the best players in the NFL for Sunday's game, and we're worried. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm just dipping into Facebook here, because I read my Facebook memories this morning, yes. and it was from eight years ago, I think it was, as I find it. Eight years ago, on this day, Chiefs 28, Jacksonville 2. Let's all just let that sink in for a moment. Halfway to last season's win total. <laughs> After week one. Yeah. That that's where we've come. You did, were you? No, you're relatively more recent than that, aren't you? 
Yeah, so I kind of started following the Chiefs when Andy Reid um, joined the Chiefs. So yeah, so that was that season. That, that I think that twenty eight two was Andy's first game. Yeah, so do you know what it was with the Chiefs? And I mean, you could go back to our first podcast and listen to how I became a Chiefs fan. But I wanted to support a team that was rubbish. <laughs> you beat your picks one there, all right. <laughs> Which is so funny because when Sam, when my fiance talks like about how I became a Chiefs fan to like like her dad's interest in NFL and stuff. It's like it's so funny because he just looks like a glory supporter but he actually supported them when they were rubbish. Yeah. And then because even that season with Andy didn't we go didn't we win the first one then lose six and um, then we won all of them to the playoffs or something. No that was, was that season before? That was 2015 that was the year that they came to Wembley. So that might have been the season that I started following the Chiefs then because I remember watching them thinking these lot are rubbish yeah and then they won on Sky and I was like oh I'm going to support these then um yeah I'm fairly sure that was 2015 because when we played Detroit at Wembley we were on a a losing streak and then we just won out the rest of the season hmm I think it's that one because then it was one of them where we were rubbish and I started watching them and they won I was like yeah underdogs and then they won again and I was like, oh, yeah. And then you, you like, follow and down, 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 down. So, yeah, I haven't had the most tortured Chiefs fandom shift, to be honest, <laughs> no. if I'm totally honest. But um, at least I'm loyal. Yes, that, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll well, if you want to know anything about my kind of loyalty, I support Birmingham City. So um, I've had a very tortured, yes, tortured, yeah, last 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, Ever since we won the League Cup, it's been horrible. For, for our American listeners, they're not very good. No, and we're not even in like, we're not like we're in the Premier League. We're not very good in the league below. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no glory hunting there, that's for sure. No, and then we get a player on loan from Manchester United, who I think is the best player in the league, and it's like the most exciting thing in the world. And Neil's like, ah, oh, good to see one of the young yeah. lads doing well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just curious to see how he was going. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, talking of young lads, Chiefs offensive line, three rookies starting on centre, right guard, right tackle. Give you mm. any concerns, or are you just happy, hey, look, the best five are playing? It goes against the norm, doesn't it? Cause it does, I, yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know. Like, you, I listen to people a lot smarter than me um, talk about football and they always used to say that Andy Reid doesn't like to start offensive linemen in their rookie year and he's about to start three so Mm. I think that says a lot about how bad it was last year Um, Chiefs fans gave Eric Fisher a lot of stick before he became our best lineman (laughs) and then all of a sudden it was a nightmare that he was out for the Super Bowl and I don't think if even he was there in the Super Bowl if just him was there it would have made a difference it was bad Um, which is kind of bad form from the Chiefs when you've got the best quarterback and you're paying him the most money it should really go hand in hand that you protect him and they've rectified that this year or so they think so I'm happy for them to do whatever they see fit they need to they have to sort it out and they've done their best to sort it out so i asked duncan this in the last podcast so i'll ask you this time Mm. do you think the improved offensive line changes how the chiefs play offense do they run it more because they know they can or do you still 
give it to Patrick Mahomes, who now has a clean pocket most of the time, and say, go do your stuff? I don't think they changed anything. I think they did the exact same thing. I think in terms of zone, like I think there's a lot being said that they're going to try and run more power, which I think they tried to do at the start of the season last year as well. I think that's what mm-hmm. he'd like to do. So if you want to go that deep into it, I guess, yes, they are going to change the scheme. But I think in terms of pass-versus-run ratio, I don't think so. I think they'll do the exact same thing. I, I just, I think they'll do it. I think they'll, they'll just run, do it better. I think they'll do it better, yeah. I just think they'll run better um, and be more productive from it. I don't like think that, they're going to change a fairly it. Lo- that's a fairly low bar, run better. I'm just mm. looking at the running uh, stats from last year. Um, and the highest rusher per game, 138 in the first. Then <laughs> in week two, away at the Chargers, our leading rusher was Patrick Mahomes with 54 mm. yards. But what's um, so interesting is if you look at the correlation between the best offensive lines and the best running stats, you'll usually find that the best offensive line, teams with the best offensive lines have got the best running stats. So Tomo, You're almost saying that running backs don't matter. Well, I am, yeah. <laughs> but we've invested in a first-round pick, so he does yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. But um, it is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if he does... Was, was we underwhelmed by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because he's not very good? Or are we underwhelmed... He's not very, not, not very good just average or was he running behind hot garbage you know yeah that's going to be what's interesting because he should be flourishing like we know what happened last year, but he should be flourishing really because if Tyreek Hills run 30 yards in about three seconds forward you imagine quite a few people have run after him <laughs> so theoretically you should have some light boxes to run against well, last year, and it wasn't like team teams were defending us by dropping seven or eight into coverage, hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah, and we still couldn't run. And you kind yeah. of don't, you know, there's there's something wrong with this. Um, but but the the offensive line wasn't very good. Though. Well, yeah. so that's the question. That's and that's what we're going to find the answer out to, I guess. Yeah, and that that that's kind of going to be the biggest thing I'm going to be looking at this week is do do we approach the game differently because of the offensive line you know are we going to try and put the four tight end package out and ram it down their throat kind of thing <laughs> I, I'm so looking forward to putting four tight ends on the field just for the crack uh, do you think he's going to do it or do you think he's going to wait um, I think he'll do it at some point in the season yeah I, I do as well um I would do it purely because then you put it on tape for other teams to see mm. and they know you can do it and it's something else they have to prepare for. The only other thing is you're going to have to have four active tight ends on the roster to do it on yes. game day. So that's the other part of it. Yes. Um. So that's that's another point. But... Hmm. I think there's potential for them to be some wicked trick plays, though, from that formation. Well, if you think Fortson, Gray and Kelsey are all pretty reasonable receivers by, Hmm. certainly from what I've seen, Gray obviously has a bit of work to do just being a rookie and all that, but Hmm. Fortson looks good in pre-season. Could he be a pre-season wonder? Yes, possibly. But he's made the roster, though. He has made the roster, absolutely. And, And to be honest... 
fair, you know, he's done. Mm. It's not like his first season. You know, he's worked his way through things and he's that's he's battled for his place. Ho- yeah, that's why I have some hope for him because he's not like a guy. He's not like a. I guess he is a project guy, but he's been in and around the team and not made the roster before, and they've seen something this year to suggest that he's improved. Yeah, pretty drastically to make the roster. So, I'm expecting to see something out of Jody Fortson. I mean, if you had Kelson Gray and Fortson out there, mm. and the the opposition has to go into like a goal line kind of defense, really, don't they? Because mm. you're not going to want to try and defend that with your base defense. There's yeah. just because you would just run the ball down their throat, um, and. S- if they go to their base defense, then you've. Uh, if you go, if they go to the goal line defense, kind of thing, then you've got Kelson, Great, Fossen, who are three pretty good receivers. Um, I'm excited. And you're screwed. I you're screwed. <laughs> and and did you hear the name of that formation that Travis? I Kelsey's did. In? I did. It's brilliant, isn't it? I loved it. T Rex. That's T-Rex. great. See, ah, oh. I just I, I love how creative we are in the red zone. I like. That's, it's just so good to watch. They're just honestly, you are spoiled as a Chiefs fan because I've watched many games and like Monday night football or Thursday night football. I watched it the next day or whatever. You go, Jesus, this is boring, like yeah. so boring. But when the Chiefs play, it's so quick. Everything is so quick, and then you see teams like the Falcons running it like three times from like seven yards out, and you're like, oh. Do something, please, and then take we are us spoiled. Yeah, we are just majorly, spoiled. majorly spoiled. Which is a great place to be after having a two-win season nine years ago. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I will be spoiled, happily spoiled after seeing some of the mm. putrid teams that we put out over the years. I think um, Patrick Mahomes helps. <laughs> that that is the bit. understatement of the season. <laughs> Oh, we beat we beat the Browns with Chad Henney last year, so we Why did. Else? Yeah, we did. I mean, Patrick Mahomes did a fair whack of it, but Chad Henney was there at the end. Could do it. Chad. He, he did. He did the crucial things at the end. Mm. Um. So I don't know if I need to get your score prediction because you've kind of already given. Really it, go. Really, haven't you? Go thirty twenty. Thirty twenty. Yeah. I, I think if Matthew doesn't play, then it becomes a little closer. I'm gonna go thirty. 327. So I have talked myself into the over on the 54 and a half points. Ooh. If Matthew plays, then I'm I'm leaning more towards mm. kind of the 30-20 range. Yeah. So what were the odds on that? Like four to five or something? Uh, on what? On on the over. Uh it's it's usually about even money. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I, I hear people talk a lot about those sort of over unders, and I don't really understand the point in talking about them. Like, is it is it just a benchmark to people think that that's it's about what the bookies it? it's what yeah. the bookies think is most likely. Yeah, but I don't know why you'd ever bet on that because the odds are just rubbish, aren't they? It's not well, even uh, even money for a two outcome game. I don't, I it, don't... it depends. Like, if if you're confident, like this is going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, and they've got the over under at say forty eight or something. You kind of going, right, yeah, I'll take that. Um, so like, uh, let, let's run that. through let's run through a couple of them because I'm looking at Paddy Powers now. So Patrick Mahomes over under three hundred three hundred and twelve and a half yards passing. Over three hundred and twenty five. Okay, 
Baker Mayfield over under two fifty seven. Over two seventy nine. Okay. I'm gonna note these down by the way. Alright, you <laughs> If I get down, one yeah. of these right. <laughs> Tyreek Hill over under eighty three and a half. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes has gone off, because it, it, yak yards count as well, in it. So let's they go. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I think he's going to be there or thereabouts. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. Travis Kelsey, eighty-seven and a half. Hmm. Are let's they go. both going to go over? No. Do you know what? We'll go under on Tyreek Hill and over on Travis Kelsey. You know, swapping around. Okay, uh, and the last one, because I'm not too worried about what the Browns are going to do, but the last one, Patrick Mahomes rushing yards, 14 and a half. This is hard, isn't it, with the offensive line? Is he going to get flushed from the pocket? You would like to think not. No, but he likes to just run off anyway. He does. Like, so I think one of Patrick Mahomes' greatest skills against man coverage is waiting for everyone to run their routes and then just pissing off out of that corner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go over because I could see him doing that. But yeah, I don't know whether okay. they'll run. Man- yeah. I've gone over on basically everyone but Tyreek Hill. Yes, you have. That's fine. That'll be easy to remember. <laughs> over, 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 under, over. Yeah, I'd often put bet builders. If I pretty much every game, I'd put the so bet builders on so here what, where you so, pick. So what are yours on those then, Neil? Um, Patrick Mahomes passing yards. I am going to go with the over. Mm. Baker Mayfield, I'm going to go with under because I think the Browns will try and run the ball a lot. Um, it's like 250, wasn't it, though? It's quite low. 257, yeah. Mm. I still think they'll just try and ram it down our throat for as much of the game as they can. Mm. Um, Tyreek Hill, I would take the under on 83.5 because I think. Travis Kelsey feasts, and I'm going to take the over on him. That's what I ended up on as well, yeah. Yeah, and then Patrick Mahomes rushing. I think I'd take the under on that, because I think the O-line is going to be enough to keep him in the pocket more. Hmm. Um, I just think with that, though, that's that's one rush. Potentially, yeah, potentially. Uh, and that's where you can get screwed over on the bet builders. It only takes yeah, one play exactly. instead of years. I don't, that's why I don't really understand them. But like, okay, I mean. But if you put four or five of those things together, so you then... just put them into an accumulator. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so if we go Mahomes over, uh, Baker Mayfield under. Yeah, I could I could be talked into Mayfield under with the running. Tyreek yeah. Hill under Kelsey over, and Patrick Mahomes. What did you want to go for over or under? I think you go over because I think it's one run. Okay, so now you're looking at 22 to 1, so a tenner gets you 220 Oh, quid. okay, I see what you mean. I like that. I'm a big fan of that, actually. I, I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't know you could put them into a kit. I thought you were just betting on like a singular four, like evens odd. No, you can I, put them to, I don't put know them why together. you put a fiver on one of those. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no I like you, that. You okay. wouldn't. Okay, that's quite good fun, because for a pound or a couple of quid or something, you know, it's kind of more fun, isn't it? I like and then, that, actually. then you've got things like any time touchdown scorer. So Kelsey and Hill are both hot favourites there. Mm-hmm. But like McCall Hardman's three to one. That's not oh, bad. please don't talk about McCall. I can't. Well, no, he he oh. scores touchdowns. You know, it's just how it is. How about um, Blake Bell sixteen to one for a touchdown? No. <laughs> no. no. Isn't he only got like one touchdown ever, and then he drank a beer, which I rate. 
But it's just the Andy, it's the Andy Reid kind of thing, you know. First game of the mm. season, yeah. Let's, do you want to hear one from? Do you want to hear one that I, I was gonna say for this week, but I don't think I think it's gonna be the Ravens because I feel like the Chiefs are in the Ravens' head big time. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes get his first receiving touchdown against the Ravens. Ooh, that's the one I want. So are you taking that specifically this the, over the Ravens? Specifically the Ravens. Okay. I don't know why. I feel like we live in their heads rent free. Yes. So that's what that's going to be my, I guess is it a prop bet they call them? Yeah, it could be. That's what I go Okay, that'll be an interesting one. I'm not, I'm not sure you get odd. Well, actually, you can ask you can ask Paddy Powers for odds on anything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure they'd give you odds on that. I'm intrigued. Well, folks, you heard it here first. I was say gamble responsibly. Yeah, when the fun stops, stop. Yeah, don't do what we do here. Yeah. We're not recommending. This is not financial advice. I've never got a prediction right on this show, so let's just uh, ease off <laughs> on any prediction talk. Need to get Ross. Ross on the. Um, he's got a good betting podcast. It was mentioned. Yes, don't didn't Duncan say that during the week? Yes, I listened to it today. It's really good. Very, very good. I can't remember so. what it's called. it's called. Early NFL or something along those lines. It's really good. We, we don't condone lot, gambling, but, yes. but if yes. we did... <laughs> He's got a lot more better advice to follow than I have. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not bad. <laughs> I'm useless. Okay, uh, th- does that do us for today? I think it possibly does. Yeah. Um, yep. I managed to get my Patrick Mahomes receiving touchdown in because I foresee a world in which schedules don't line up or anything like that next week where you can't or you know you never yeah. know which combination of the four of us is going to be yeah. so as long yeah. as i've got that in so that when got, it happens, and that has been duly noted yes yeah, so that when that happens no but no it's just great to have football back because i've been excited for so long and i was so excited for the start of the pre-season and then you just realize it just doesn't matter <laughs> yeah it's not the same so, no it's going to be really good and it's it, like you said Neil, it's a great time like you'd like to think everybody will be able to watch that game. If yeah. you're in work at half nine, that just that really does just suck, doesn't it? Yes. So it hopefully does. everyone can watch the game. Yeah. Okay, Tomo, thanks for your time. Appreciate you. you this evening for your contribution. You uh, folks, enjoy the game. Here's looking for a Chiefs win, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, so from one kingdom to another, saying thanks for now. <laughs>